Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I am grateful to have you here with me today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. You're not, which is why there's also a community space that you can join and be a part of. It is a place for us to gather with one another, be together, and simply share our hearts. You can find it off of social media. The link to it is below in the show notes or also on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Can't wait to spend time with you over there. Now let's jump in to today's episode. Today, I really wanted to chat about kind of finding your way in the world. What does that look like in the every day? Especially when things can kind of swirl out of hand really quickly. Having Emma, I'm really learning what it looks like to kind of shift into this new role of being a mom. Before that, it was just me on my own, and I could do things when I needed to, when I wanted to. There didn't really have to be all of this extra planning or living life in these three-hour increments that I tend to do now with her feeding schedule. And I could kind of pick up and go when I needed. I could sit down and record this podcast at a moment's notice and not even think twice about it. And here I am right now with sweet little Emma, (laughs) asleep, sort of asleep on my lap and just trying to make it work, you know, and figuring it all out. So you might hear some baby noises as this podcast goes on because here she is. She's with us today. But I think that is all a part of it when it comes to figuring out how to go about your day-to-day, and make it work, is knowing, for me anyway, that it's not going to be perfect. Knowing that, yeah, there are these things that I want to get done, things that I want to make happen, but it doesn't necessarily mean it is actually going to happen, right? Something might come up where that all shifts. Emma's nap might go a little bit longer or shorter. And now when I thought I had this certain chunk of time, I no longer do. And how do I now be flexible in those moments and make things happen when I can without being so hard on myself? And I think that is the biggest lesson I'm learning in these moments is to not be so hard on myself. To really give myself grace and know that it's not going to be perfect, but that I can get it done. It just might not be in the timeline or the time frame that I thought I was going to. And that's okay. That is really okay. Because when it comes down to it, if I take that step back, it's really me putting that incredible intense pressure on myself and being this really rigorous measuring stick. And I don't know, are you that way too? Do you tend to be your harshest critic? I feel like a lot of us are. 
where we take a lot of it on. And no one else's is holding up this judgment or this such high standards. It's really just us that is doing it. And think about how amazing it would feel if you could cut yourself some slack and realize it's okay. One of the things that we often say at work is that done is better than perfect. Because you can take all the time in the world to try to perfect something. But if you're not delivering it on time, and it's not there for the time that the client actually needs it, it could have been the most perfect, amazing thing in the world, but it's too late. No one's going to see it now. It has passed, you know, the time that it was meant to be in the world. And so it's almost better. Just get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I feel so oftentimes as humans, we're searching for that perfection, trying to make it look the way we want the world to see it. But if you're, you know, perfecting and perfecting and perfecting it and it never gets out there, it never gets done. All that work is kind of for nothing, right? It really ends up kind of being for nothing. And so as I'm finding my way in this new routine, even recording the podcast is something that has been a bit of a challenge for me to kind of find that time to carve out because Emma will be awake, I'll feed her, we'll play, she goes to sleep, and it's almost like I have to be ready in that quick instant to hit record. And a lot of times I'm still trying to collect my thoughts and figuring it out. And before. I would really take that time, you know, maybe it would take a couple hours to get the podcast done. And that was great, you know, because I had the time to do it. And now it's almost like, okay, 30 minutes. If I'm going to record a 30 minute podcast, I need to record it in 30 minutes. Before you have no idea how many times I even like started the intro. And we recorded that over and over and over again. It's like, no, I don't have the time to do that now. It's going to be what it is, and it's going to be a little bit messy. It's not going to be that picture of perfection. But it doesn't have to be that picture of perfection. What my main reasons for wanting to show up here was to really show all of it, right? You know, the messy, the beautiful the happy, the sad, the tears, the laughter, all of it. Because that is really all what life consists of. And so it's okay for it to be a little bit raw. It's okay for it to not be tied up in this perfect bow. Maybe I'll stumble along on my words. I know I do it often. Or there'll be that extra long pause. Dustin does the editing for my podcast. And there are a few things he calls out. He goes, I know when you do this, you're trying to think of what to say next. And yeah, I absolutely am. I am not that person who can, you know, think quick on their toes. I admire those people, admire them immensely. But it's not really who I am. It takes me time. I really think through what I'm going to say. It's a little bit more effort on my part. I don't have that quick response back. 
many times I'll be saying it in my head almost to almost make sense of it for myself. I find that that is really a big part of it is when I am in a conversation with someone or it's that time, you know, to, to speak. I have to give myself that moment of pause, that moment to say, oh, do I really understand what's going on here? And then I can form my thought. Then I can share, you know, what I'm feeling from my heart. But it's not going to come in this quick wit and back and forth banter. It's just not in my DNA and myself to be that way. And I have been that way my whole life. It is nothing new at all. I have definitely, (laughs) for sure gotten a lot better. There have been times, if I think even back to college, think back to, you know, some of my first jobs where I would be sitting in meetings and trying to, to unpack my thoughts, trying to figure out what, what is it I'm really trying to say? And I think that's also a huge part of why I'm a writer, because in those moments, I would jot it down on the page. And once I had it out there and I kind of saw like, oh, this is where I was going with that, then I could speak. But the problem with that is you can take that long amount of time. You have to be a little bit quicker on your feet. And I would always find that somebody else in the room would say exactly what it was I wanted to say, but took me so long to figure out how to say. And I would get really frustrated. Because rather than me saying it imperfectly, I was trying to unpack it and figure out how I needed to say it so people would understand it, or even so I understood it in a way. And then someone else says it and you're like, oh, if I would have just said this five minutes ago, I could have been the person who said it. It didn't have to come from them. And I would get really frustrated with myself. And so I really started to push, you know, and do it in the imperfect way. Allow myself permission to stumble over my words, to not make full, complete sense, but to almost just get the idea out there. Because I found when I would get the idea out there, you could unpack it. You could talk through it. And almost giving yourself that time to talk through it with others, I was able to even find different things to say that I didn't realize I needed to say, or that was really my thoughts in my head. And what an amazing gift that is to kind of have that all come out by just kind of blurting out that one initial thought that I had. It really all comes back, (laughs) I see, to this idea, this thought of perfection. And let me tell you, I'm living in that messy middle right now as I'm stumbling my way through finding a routine, a routine that not only works for Emma, but also works for me and Dustin as well. Prior to her, I loved, loved, loved getting up early in the morning when the house was quiet, you know, sometimes before the sun came up, I would come into my little room here that I record the podcast in, sit in front of my altar, pull out my journal. I have a playlist of really soothing, calming songs that I love to play in the morning. I would write for a little bit, 
I would pull some of my cards, you know, for inspiration, journal about those cards as well. Some moments I would even, mornings I would even take time to meditate. And it was a very grounding and beautiful way to start my day. And then after that, I would head downstairs, get in a workout, and then head to work. And it was a lot, you know, to kind of pack in before running out the door early in the morning. But I, I'm a morning person in that way where I love that, that quietness in the morning. I love the ability to set the tone for the day. Rather than waking up five minutes after my alarm, rushing to get in the shower, rushing to find something to eat, grabbing whatever I can out of the fridge, you know, to bring with me for lunch, and then pedal to the metal, making my way to work. There's this sense of anxiety that goes along with that because I feel like I'm behind. I feel like I'm running, running, running out the door. And if I'm doing that first thing in the morning, that is my tone for the rest of the day. I almost can't come down from that. I'm feeling this moving 100 miles per hour all day. Even if I'm not moving 100 miles per hour, I feel behind. And there's many, many, many days <laughs> that I started my day that way. And the one thing that was consistent with that was I always regretted it. Always. Because my alarm would have gone off. And I hit snooze. But if I didn't hit snooze, if I just pushed myself out of bed, got myself into my room, even if I didn't do all those things, even just pushing myself out of bed, getting into my room for just a moment, there's that instant calm. The simple fact of not waking up a little bit late, not hitting that snooze is huge. And when I think about those mornings, I, like right now I'm smiling because it makes me happy to have that time for myself, to ground into the day, to really be intentional about how I start. And I think it's really important to be intentional with how you start your day. And just think about your days. How are you beginning? Are you in this kind of rush, rush, rush to get to where you need to go? Or are you able to slowly ease into it and kind of almost be the boss of your morning where you're the one saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to let the time dictate. I'm going to be the one who takes ownership of that time and chooses what I'm going to do with it. With Emma, I mean, blessed, truly, absolutely blessed because she is sleeping through the night and she's waking up sometimes nine o'clock, which is amazing. So in theory, I have all these hours before she gets up to do that whole routine that I just talked about, right? but I have yet to do it. One thing was because she was sleeping in our room. And so I didn't want to set like an early alarm because then that's just going to wake her up. And I'm trying to figure out, is there an alarm I can set that will 
only wake me up, <laughs> not wake also Dustin up. Because that's the other thing too. You're like, all right, I could set this early alarm, but then I'm waking him up as well. And we technically don't really both have to be up at that hour. So why am I starting his day off on the wrong foot? Because he's getting up way earlier than he needs to. And so I was trying to figure out, do I have um, like the Samsung watch? I don't know if it could vibrate and wake me up or if I can find something that won't be so jarring. Like the alarm that I use to kind of slowly wake me up, but not disturb anyone else that is in the room. So right now, that's what I'm on the hunt for so that I can find my way back into that early morning routine. Because I do, I absolutely have the time to do it before she begins her day. What it comes down to, and what I think it comes down to for a lot of us, is making ourselves that priority and putting that foot forward where we're saying, this is what I need, so this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to figure out how to make it happen, and I'm going to stick to it no matter what, because even if in the moment, when that alarm goes off in the morning and it's so hard to leave the warm coziness of the bed, I know I'm better for it in the long run. So rather than hit snooze, pull the sheets off, put my feet on the floor, and get myself out of bed. Because that is truly what I need. And it sounds so simple, right? Like sitting here talking about it. I'm like, come on, really? Why am I even having this conversation with you guys? This is ridiculous. Just do it. But how often do we not do the things that we know are the best for us? I remember, I think it was Brene Brown where she was talking about like losing weight and like saying like, yeah, I know all the things to do. If you line me up in front of a buffet, I can tell you how much Weight Watchers points are every single thing. And I know which are the things I should be eating. But that doesn't mean that's what I'm going for. And it's like, I relate to that so, so much because, yeah, I know the things I need to do. But it doesn't mean I do them. And I get so frustrated with myself and so down on myself thinking, why? Why don't I just do the things? And I don't even have an answer, (laughs) right? I'm just, I don't know why. I don't know why. And if there's anyone out there who knows that magic why, please tell me. (laughs) Because I think we all want to hear that secret of how do you get that why. I admire, really truly admire the people who have the motivation and they just can stay so consistent and push themselves forward day in and day out. Because, man, that's amazing. And I find when I'm in a routine, like once I finally start and I get into it, I can feel good in it. I'm in it. I'm doing it. And there's almost no stopping me then. But then, whatever it is that might derail me for that one single day, it's so hard to jump back on. One thing I really want to jump back into is running. I miss it. I didn't do it when I was pregnant. It just didn't feel right for my body. And I really stayed 
in tune, listening to what was feeling right. And that just wasn't, wasn't for me in the time. But now I want to get back into it. And it's intimidating, <laughs> really intimidating. I had actually gone on a run mm, a couple of weeks ago. And it was short, but I did it. And I was so proud of myself after I did it because there was this fear before I had run, wondering, what is it going to feel like? How am I going to really do it? I mean, I have run the marathon twice. You know, I can definitely run. So why was this fear inside my head? But I felt like everything with my body has changed. Will I have the strength? put that one foot in front of the other. And when I run, I'm not a treadmill runner. That just for me is mind numbing. And I have zero motivation to, to even finish one mile on the treadmill. And so I love to, you know, leave the house, run on the streets. And I kept thinking like, well, what if I'm out there and I just can't do it anymore? I mean, what the worst thing you just walk, right? <laughs> like I'll always eventually find my way home. I could call Dustin. He could come pick me up. It's not, you know, that big of a deal. But man, I was super stressing about it. So when I got out there and I just felt the fresh air, the sunshine, what it felt like to put that one foot in front of the other. And also what it felt like to be in that challenge again. Pushing my body, struggling up the hill, massively struggling up the hill but doing it. And it really reminded me of training for the marathon and how never in a million years would I have thought that I could have crossed 26.2 miles. But what got me there was simply putting one foot in front of the other and not giving up, knowing that I didn't have to go at a super fast pace I could take my time, but I had to keep putting that one foot in front of the other. I couldn't stop. Even if I was moving like a snail, just keep going. And eventually, you make your way home. And that's exactly it. Exactly, exactly it. And so it felt so good to get out there, to see that I could do it again. And here's the terrible part I have not run since, <laughs> but I've been thinking a lot about it and really wanting to, to get myself out there. The hard part now, though, is the cold weather is upon us, and I am not a huge fan of running in the cold weather. Not even the cold so much. It's the darkness because it will be like super dark early in the morning here. And then it gets dark really, really early, especially now the time change will be coming up soon. It will be dark around like four. So there's a very minimal time that you have to be able to get out there and run. And now, you know, figuring out this new schedule with the sweet baby girl, it just definitely becomes more of a challenge. Similar to how I talked about recording the podcast. I was thinking this morning, okay, if I'm really serious and want to get out for a run, what I need to do is be dressed and ready to go, feed Emma, you know, play with her, do all of that, put her down for a nap. And as soon as I put her down for the nap, there is no lollygagging, 
no procrastinating. I have to put in my headphones, head out the door, and that's it. Because that's all the amount of time that I have. There have been times prior when I wanted to go for a run that I would procrastinate for so, so long, so long. Sitting on my couch, I remember one time I was following my schedule for training for the marathon. And so I knew the run that I had to do. And I woke up, I got dressed, ready, you know, ready to go. Even laced up my sneakers. I sat on the couch and I was probably there definitely a half hour, if not more, procrastinating. And I had to get in that run. So no matter what, it was going to happen. So whether I left immediately or whether I left once I finally pushed myself out the door, like it had to happen. But man, to get that motivation to finally step out that door and start going took so much out of me. And once I started going, fine, I was great. You know, there was no struggle there. It was that actual starting, pushing myself out the door. And it's amazing, I think, how often we do this to ourselves, where we don't realize or take into account the amount of effort it takes sometimes to get yourself going, to get yourself started, to have it all figured out so you know what's happening next, right? And you know that you can push yourself to actually begin. We think, all right, you know, just start so easy. No. (laughs) It takes so much work. It takes so much work. And we really need to give ourselves credit when we actually do do the starting to realize like, man, I did the work (laughs) and it was hard. And here I am now. And I feel like that's where I'm standing now. Standing in this sea of waves that are washing every which way. And I'm really trying to figure out how to get them into a better rhythm. How to navigate this new world. Develop a routine. Really, truly begin those things that are in my heart but to not be holding up this measuring stick that's impossible to achieve. Because then I'm just setting myself up for failure. And I don't want to do that. I absolutely don't want to set myself up to just fail. And it seems so simple. And it seems like, man, you just got to do it, Jennifer. You know, like, head down, get going. And I know I'll get there, right? But I just got to start it. I just got to do it. And so I think that was one of really the main reasons that I wanted to come on here tonight and chat about it is because sometimes we have to say it out loud, right? We have to be the ones to speak it because even just talking to you about it 
really pushes me to to be a little bit more aware of it and to kind of untangle and unravel all the thoughts I have and possibly, you know, figure out a way to do it. Figure out a way to to make it happen and not have it be so insurmountable. And so I'm grateful for that. Grateful to be able to have this microphone in front of me. Grateful to be able to have you here listening on the other end. And even though you're not sitting in front of me holding me accountable, sharing it with you feels like accountability to me. And it's a really, a truly a great reminder that we're not alone in this. That if there's something that you need to say out loud so that you can begin it and kind of get yourself finding your way. Oh my goodness, do it. Send me an email. You know, I'll hold your hand along the way. Come on over to the community space and share it. But know that you're not alone. You can speak it out loud and there will be others that will catch it for you. And they will absolutely hold it close. And know what? They might even be on that same kind of journey, right? They might absolutely be in that same struggle with you, but you don't know until you share it and you say it out loud. And that is the beautiful thing about coming on here and sharing it with you because I have heard from so many of you from certain things I have shared and you're like, oh, me too. And isn't that the best to hear from others that it's not just you? It is. It really, truly is. And so no matter where you are in your life, in this moment, in whatever way that you are trying to kind of find your way and figure it out, know that we are in this together and I am here. And know that you can begin and it doesn't have to be perfect. And maybe you start and stop and start and stop. That's okay too. We all do that. Eventually, we find our rhythm. And you will absolutely find your rhythm. You will find your way. And we will do it together. I feel like tonight might have been a little bit of a rambling. But I'm glad that I'm practicing what I preach and knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect, but we have to show up. And so I encourage you to show up some way today in your life in a way that you've kind of been looking to do, but have been a little bit unsure about and know that I got your back. I am sending you so much love. I am grateful to have you here. I will be back next week. Thank you for being here. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode and have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.